When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. It's Stangy Law Firm. We represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. This week's episode of Talking Simpsons is brought to you by you. That's right, we're on Patreon now, so head on over to patreon.com slash talking simpsons. For as little as $5 a month, you can help our show and get all kinds of great extra content on top of that. We've got a ton of great bonus content waiting for you right now, so head on over to patreon.com slash talking simpsons today. I heartily endorse this event or product. Ahoy hoy everybody and welcome to Talking Simpsons where we offer you our complete and utter dependence. I am your host Bob Mackey and I'm choking on my own rage here. <laughs> and this is the Laser Time Podcast Network's chronological exploration of the Simpsons. Who else is here with me today as always? Uh, Henry Gilbert just washing my undies. <laughs> Who else? Uh, flesh mother Chris Antista. <laughs> and today's episode is Secrets of a Successful Marriage. Just eat the damn oranges! <laughs> Double duty for Grandpa. I think, uh, I think the opening sound should only be Grandpa. Yeah, now I'll take it. I, I, I prefer, it. what smells? <laughs> what smells? And today's episode aired on May 19th, 1994. And as always, Chris will tell us what happened on this mythical day in real world history. <gasps> oh my God! I want her divorce, Bobby! Jody Foster and Mel Gibson make for a new impossible romantic pairing in the big screen remake of Maverick. MTV's John Stewart, John Stewart is being eyed to replace Arsenio Hall and Roseanne and Coach are the only shows that have what it takes to beat Terminator 2 in the television ratings. Really? Oh, Terminator wow. 2 was on the air uh, in 1994. Just, just yeah. two years after. That's, uh, that's World one, Premiere Network event. It's one of those things where they would save the premiere of a movie for the summer mm-hmm. of just like, well, instead of going to see this brand new movie, why don't you see two years ago's movie on TV for free without <laughs> any of the blood? It'll only take three hours to watch. Yes. I mean, you joke now, but like, when was the last time... <laughs> We, we we just constantly wait for things to show up on Netflix. Mm-hmm. They do in less than two years. But <laughs> Maverick is a fun movie, it's, by the it's way. It's fantastic. Right? Yeah, I, it's, it's really good. It does imply Jodie Foster fucked both Mel Gibson and James Garner. Yeah, <laughs> and that she their their penises are similar, as she would say. <laughs> in but, hindsight, it's real bizarre. Yeah, there's, uh, I have to bring this up. There's actually a great Duckman joke about Maverick, where Ajax has Maverick action figures and they sort of play <laughs> with them. <laughs> it's a good movie. It's yeah, so fun. It's fine. <laughs> so today's episode is the season finale 
finale of season five. It's an odd season finale for a reason. We'll get mm-hmm. into that in the next episode of Talking Simpsons, but this is, was not the intended season finale. Mm-hmm. It's a fine episode, but I really wish it was sweet, sweet Seymour Skinner's badass uh, it's, song. It's a really low-key, super grounded finale mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. no crazy uh, Captain Wacky antics, just yeah. like a, a marital issue at the center mm-hmm. and Homer uh, being estranged from Marge. I think this, what, why I like this as a season finale is that if this was just any old episode, you would absolutely not think they'd be divorced. But this was at the time That's, of events right. season finales are starting up. Like, Mad About You would be like, well, is this? Mm. are they getting a divorce this season finale? The Friends would do that, too. It was getting popular, it, so it at least added more gravitas to is, this story. That is undercut at the end of the episode when it's revealed over how long this has taken place. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But you're right. In hindsight... We we all did. We talked about it in the uh, one fish, two fish. Mm-hmm. That we thought, yeah, they might kill the lead, lead character. The show's mm-hmm. doing a bunch of stuff that mm-hmm. TV yeah. hasn't done before. And I, I thought of this episode a lot actually during the um, season finale of The Sopranos, mm-hmm. where it looked like Tony and Carmelo were going to be uh, divorced forever, and you get nothing. Yeah, one of the best powerful moments in the entire series of Sopranos when he's arguing with Carm and he is about to punch her and instead he punches through the wall. wall. It's like, it's terrifying. (laughs) I'm just like... She doesn't flinch though. Yeah, it's it's, it's so great. Both of those actors... They, they should earn some awards and some accolades for being so good in The Sopranos. <laughs> I still want to remind people that James Gandolfini's dead. This oh. is all you get of me. Go so watch The Sopranos. It's really good. He's at the big Olive Garden in heaven. <laughs> or hell. Who knows? Uh, oh! I'm going to say heaven. Yes. Uh, uh, I want to talk about uh, two other things. Sorry, Henry. Uh, yes. Greg Daniels, his first credited episode. I was say that. No, oh, shit. Please continue. What else yeah. has he done? Well, Greg Daniels would go on. He would work on this season, season six, and some of season seven of The Simpsons before co-creating King of the Hill with Mike wow. Judge. And then he would graduate from... From that into adapting the office for America, yeah. and now he is just like a lord of television production. Yeah. But this was his last non-executive producer job. He wow. had been he had been a longtime writer. Uh, actually, he wrote the Homer and Apu episode too. Oh, you're right. I'm so sorry, this is I forgot the about that. One, uh, this one I do love and want to bring up Greg Daniels for because if you change 10 percent of this episode, it is a King of the Hill episode. You're right. It is I very can see similar. That. Like. Homer living in that treehouse, Bill Dotrieve would be doing that exact same thing. Oh my god, uh, I made the connection just now. Mo is Bill Dotrieve in this episode. Oh yes! Pining after Marge, being afraid of Homer, and having a secret lust for Marge. And the scene of Milhouse and Bart coming upon Homer in the treehouse and getting scared... You can put Joseph and Bobby in that scene, and it is the same scene. Uh-huh. It would be they would react the same way. So stubborn crash tanks. <laughs> so I see a lot of King of the Hill in this episode, and it's low stakes, very little Captain Wacky stuff, and just about you know domestic strife that comes from a real world situation. But a fairly typical sitcom premise. Oh yes, and I, yeah. which I don't bash anymore because I've been a podcasting officially for 10 years and mm. my first year with a girlfriend we went through this exact thing mm. someone on Twitter said I revealed something that was private <laughs> and I was like this is this is too cliched an argument to have I'm not doing it <laughs> or, or or giving into your point and things got way worse and mm. 
I, so I, that's the only reason I won't bash it as cliche. This shit happened to me. It's it's probably easy for professional comedy writers who have put their real life into stuff mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. Why are you making fun that. of us, Uncle Joey? <laughs> well, Louis C.K. had tons of jokes about that. He joked about how after... He joked about his wife when they were mm-hmm. married, and then after the divorce... He mentioned that one of her problems was of just like you're just going to joke about this, yeah. like you just. Or there's an episode of Dream On that's really funny too, where he's mm-hmm. dating a comedian who uh, would play Chandler Bing's regular girlfriend on the old show, mm. but, uh, on Friend. But anyway, this episode though is hard for me to watch too, just of how it it shows the dysfunctional relationship between your parents, and that's hard. It, it gets me in a certain way, and also I'll go into it more, but I really feel that Homer's. Homer's redemption is slightly unearned. I, would say. I think it just underlines how bad the marriage is. But so we have to give one final tip of the hat to Carlos Baeza. This is his last Simpsons oh. episode. He started with Lisa's Pony, and he directed the following episodes: Radio Bart, Bart the Lover, Triassic Four or Three, oh. Selma's Choice, The Last Temptation of Homer, and Deep Space Homer. These are also my favorites. Yeah, one of the best directors, the most unsung directors of The Simpsons, and uh, this episode looks great despite how down-to-earth it is, and not... He's not... Homer's not in space anymore. He's, he's in the classroom, but still great work by Baeza. Yeah, and it's it's so unfortunate that he is never on any of the commentaries, because I believe he not just left L.A., but left America. I think he went back to Cuba. Yeah, so he's... He's not reachable, but I'd love to hear his side of it. Like, yeah, I, I, he is really underrated as as a person. I think he was really good with action. I yeah, think. there's like, a, a certain look to his characters that I can't describe with words, but I could tell if it's one of his scenes mm-hmm. or one of his episodes. There's just like mm-hmm. a certain roundedness, a certain look yeah. to the faces. Uh, yeah, I, I miss Carlos. And uh, mm-hmm. please come back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's easy to come back from Cuba, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Uh, they, oh. they love us. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, so the episode starts, this is kind of a long clip, but I, it's because the slow pace of it is what's so funny. This would totally be in King of the Hill of the friends get, uh, playing poker together and poker nights. I love it. Like, Don't try to eat these so-called chips. Do you want another card or not? Huh? Oh, okay, I'll take three. Don't! 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 Uh, I mean... <laughs> woohoo! I'm in. Let's see your cards. Oh, I was bluffing. <laughs> Come to Papa! Wait a minute. You have a straight flush, Homer. <laughs> Go! You do this every time! You... Oh, you... Oh, God! Choking on my own rage here! Hey, don't yell at Homer. Just because he's a little slow. <gasps> Something was said. Not good. What was it? Don't yell at Homer! No, that's okay. <laughs> what was it? Slow! They called you slow! How dare you call me that! I... Hey, Homer, you still here? Boy, you are slow. <gasps> Something said, not good. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and just to make it seem more like a traditional sitcom, this is like one of the only minute-long scenes in The Simpsons. Yeah. Even though it takes place over several hours. It's, but, a, it's a nice nighttime scene lit really well. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. shadows on all the characters' faces because when it's happening, you can definitely tell Tobias is a joint. Mm-hmm. And I'm holding out for a car hole reference that never comes. <laughs> car hole. <laughs> well, this did upgrade Mo to after hours hangout for Homer. Mm-hmm. Like normally, it was just he'd only see him at the bar. Like Mo was rarely seen outside the bar, and I even forgot Barney was in the scene because he just passes out immediately. You know, oh like, right. I'm out, br- and but yeah, the something was said, not good. Like that, Homer's 
that slow and then they just all walked away while mm. or it was more was it more like homer was just blacking out while thinking on that just stuff. like i think he was just i mean it's another one of those things where a character has an inner monologue or a character is daydreaming but things are happening in real time and they mm. cut back to what happens after the character <laughs> experiences that yeah. and no one is there people are looking at him funny it's a very season five thing and that is also how i play poker well, with a few times I've ever played poker with friends of just like, I accidentally win or I'm just <laughs> like, somebody has to tell me, no, that's a good combination. Like, oh, I thought those numbers to me. This is infuriating. Uh, I know. Well, I played... Everything you learn about poker is to force namby-pambies like you out mm-hmm. so you can't limp in, as they say, <laughs> uh, but, with something uh, that wins in the last card. But see, I'm too stupid to know. <laughs> I was too stupid in poker to know how to do it. That was one of my favorite times was playing against a guy who was like, Seriously, he just read like five poker books and he'd watched too many of those like poker competitions. And so he's like, well, I'm just going to edge here and do this. So I was like, this is so boring to play <laughs> poker this way when there's no money. Like, just just have fun with poker. Must it be a machine all the time with you guys? And, uh, this also showed us the inside of Lenny's house before we see the... Um, Please don't tell anyone how I live. Joke yeah, from season eight. I think it could have been a different house. I don't know if they kept this consistent, mm-hmm. but we saw that in uh, Shave Up Stupid in no, uh, yes, Marge on the yeah. Lamb when Homer calls Lenny. That's true. Now Lenny's single. I guess that girl, uh, that woman is gone from his life. I also like the Lenny. There's no reason Lenny should have a nightcap on. Yeah, he does. <laughs> when cute. He tells Homer to leave. Like he just sleeps with a nightcap. I on. think it's to signify how much later it's gotten in the night. Mm-hmm. Like Lenny's in his sleeping gear. He changed into his sleeping gear, put on his nightcap, is and is now. Getting a drink and still Homer's just there, just trapped. And then when Homer's trying to ask all family, like, I'm not slow, right? Mm-hmm. I like that even Bart is trying Very to be sweet. nice of just like, eh, Very eh. sweet. In other episodes, you're not slow, you're my dad. <laughs> exactly. In other episodes, Bart would have just been like, you're the stupidest idiot ever. <laughs> and then Homer would strangle him, but they were all trying to save his emotions. Then the way Marge also tells him, like, well, it's not like you read books. Like, she's <laughs> yeah. she's trying not to hurt homer's feelings but also not lie to him like, completely we're giving him a path to become smart as like well there are things you can do if you mm-hmm. want to not be called slow homer it's it's nice marge being supportive you know and that uh that also the that felt like such a tv writer thing of homer screaming about like huh. these tv shows are just they're all too great i can never turn away if only they stumbled <laughs> once just 30 minutes <laughs> to ourselves <laughs> yes but then homer homer comes to grips with how unlearned he is I am slow. Oh, honey. If you feel so bad about yourself, there's always things you can do to feel better. Take another bath in malt liquor? There's that. (laughs) Or you can take an adult education course. Oh, and how is education supposed to make me feel smarter? Besides, every time I learn something new, it pushes some old stuff out of my brain. Remember when I took that home winemaking course and I forgot how to drive? That's because you were drunk. And... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he knew the entire time. Also, <laughs> taking a bath of malt liquor does not sound fun unless you're butt chugging the entire tub Ugh, or something. I, I mean, just soaking it in through your skin. Even Would that if, get you drunk? Like, Absorbing alcohol through your think so. skin? I've got and... the idea of what, it couldn't have been two alcoholic jokes in a row. This is some kind of home re- remedy for an alien skunk. <laughs> I think it is just... This these thirty seconds, like Homer has a major <laughs> drinking problem for these jokes to work. It's yes. just it's just crazy. And then Marge when the whole episode is about their marriage, this is Marge just completely excusing, like, you know, don't do that instead <laughs> of saying like Homer, you have a you have a total alcohol problem here. <laughs> She's tiptoeing around a lot of issues so far in these first five minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Homer arrives at the adult education place and we get a few pretty good jokes. I like the 
uh, Selma and Patty and Selma trying to tell people how to get a man when like Patty isn't even into it. Like she, <laughs> no. I guess she's doing to support Selma, I suppose. And we have the funk dancing for self defense. Oh. You just give him one of these. It's it's important everybody know where that's from. I see that used in so many Simpson shit posts and memes. Yeah, and, and like the most famous one uh, that I remember from months ago is oh, the Persona, Persona Five one. Oh, one. Yes, yeah, it's they, so great. If you don't play video games, Persona Five was this brand new one uh, RPG. I loved it, but Hyperjet. Japanese. So combining it with a Simpsons reference makes it even oh. better. And so they put on the You'll never see menu over oh. over Mo, and then when he's dancing, they're playing. You never see it coming. And they actually time it that the three yep. gunshots hit with the beat of the song. And in the turn-based battles of Persona Five, you, you do have a gun have attack. Have a gun. Yes. Somebody so has a shotgun. It I makes think sense. Who. It's perfect. It's perfect. Say some gangster is dissing your fly girl. You just give him one of these. You never see it coming. Ugh, then the chewing tobacco room, like my dad chewed tobacco when I was a kid, and oh. it disgusts me. It disgusts me to this day, and this I, scene is disgusting. I, I think they made it that way on purpose, because like yes. they just show Lenny and Carl smoking, so they're not unglamorizing tobacco necessarily so mm. this is just a hatred of chew i'm from Ugh. the south i tried it briefly during my redneck phase it got you super buzzed if mm. you swallowed even a bit of it you'd want to oh, throw up disgusting i I've mean been oh. witness to the chaw cup like oh, a dixie oh. cup with a napkin in it you put the napkin in so people know that's not your drink oh no one because, was courteous enough to do that at my high school wow I because never, yeah there were incidents of people drinking someone's chaw glass oh. if you're drinking rum and co- yeah right it's bad Stop. Oh, look at that Stop. so i will not look tell that. any stories like that henry but uh <laughs> but that's the the scene is so gross it's like dripping out of their mouths with the loudest yeah, chewing ever it's, it's really disgusting that and i then drank henry <laughs> there was a uh in high school there was a, a brief fascination with chewing because you can you know absorb tobacco without mm. teachers knowing secretly but there was a strange like subculture of like you could turn that into a spitter you could yep. turn that yes. into a spitter oh it's just my like god oh, you're right where you left your tobacco leavings was called a spitter it's like yes any container is a spitter let's get on with our lives the whole planet is a spitter record. move yes. yeah <laughs> now my my dad finally quit it in my like early uh teens mm-hmm. and but then he was just like occasional cigar guy which was really a like, red man man uh no he just likes <laughs> fancy cigars and so he'll just like Basically, it started as like, oh, I guess he just has one cigar a day. And mm-hmm. then it turned into like, well, I'm just going to get a couple puffs. Like, you smoke. Like, if these were cigarettes, you'd be smoking a pack a day. It's like five cigar. cigarettes at once. Though, obviously, <laughs> cigars aren't as bad for you as uh, as cigarettes, I am told, it, I guess. No, so. they're much worse for you. But it's kind of impossible to... People who form habits out of cigars are, like, pretty much just gangsters. <laughs> like, you can't smoke a whole cigar in one sitting. And if you can... You got huge problems. That's a lot of stuff to burn through. It is. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, Pinocchio smokes it down. That's uh, true. All the time. Man. Him and Lampwick. That guy was oh. a bad influence. I never cared for him. I'm glad he's a donkey. <laughs> I, as disgusting as the chewing tobacco scenes are, I do like how the empty-headed chewing and staring they do at Lenny is so funny. There's like... All the sounds of people, so yeah. But the wet smacking. Grew up in the South, and you can remember that fucking smell. It's, mm. it, it, makes me, it makes me sick. Not to, not Henry sick, but mm. I hate it. I it's, hate it's, it. But. it's the worst form of uh, eating tobacco. But, but after watching Lenny teach a class, Homer has a realization. If he can teach a class, he can teach a class. I mean, I can teach a class. What is your area of expertise? Well, I can tell the difference between butter, and I can't believe it's not butter. No, you can't, Mr. Simpson. No one can. Oh, I failed again. Everybody can teach a class but me. I'm an idiot. What am I going to tell my wife and kids? Oh, you're married? That depends. 
Is there another way to get this job? <laughs> no, Mr. Simpson, what I mean is we may have a job for you after all. We need someone to teach a course on how to build a successful marriage. I'll do it. Anything to get me out of that house away from all that nagging and noise of a family of love. Sha-la-la-la. <laughs> okay, so... You want uh, that reference uh, first? So let's do the reference first. That's the reference to the Family Ties song, and I have it actually... The clip is queued up to the, the exact part Homer sings. So... What'll we do, baby, without us? I'm so glad you got that because I, I of course, I, I was pretty sure it was from Family Ties, but it's only from a specific season or two. They, they changed the theme song a little bit. I mean, the theme song changes, but they always have the sha na na na. They at took the it end. out for like the seventh, and it's oh, not in the first. Seven seasons? Yeah, I know. Dear God. I know, I know. Uh, and you also, we have Marty this- McFly for so long. Also in the scene, I believe, based on how it's animated, none of the lines are saying are the original lines. It is yeah. the most ADR scene in season five, probably. Well, the middle part where Homer solicits the Dean, that animation, I think, was that, the same. That was dead on. And uh, and I love that Homer would... Ra- he's like, Homer would have had sex with him to get that <laughs> position. But yes, the, the I can't believe it's not butter... That's kind of a really cliched 90s sitcom joke. I yeah. don't love it. I mean, they even changed Lionel Hutz's law firm from, I can't believe it's a yeah. law firm, to something else. Yeah. Like but Lionel Hutz Shoe Repair. I, being the chief editor of Simpsons Foods mm. totally exists. And it's just margarine. Yeah. yeah. It's, it doesn't but, make any sense. It's it's sort of like if I had milk and like called it, I can't believe it's not water. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the, it, the campaign for it at the time was... No margarine tastes like butter. Yeah. Not really. This margarine's one more does. healthy for you. They're all bad for you. Mm-hmm. Unless you're a baby calf, this yes. is going to be bad. One's oil, one's <laughs> butter. One is so it's either way, it's bad, and I love it. Moderation is key, folks. I just I, I forgot about this that I went to an adult education facility, and I yeah. just. I, None of this resonates because I went as a student. It's where you go to get a GED or when you're kicked out of a bunch of schools. I see. Uh, but it's a very weird classroom setting of people within 10 years of my age, being around 18 at that point. Uh, just all over the place. People trying to get their GED. People have been in jail. People have been kicked out of schools. That was me. Uh, I've, I've considered doing... I mean, the closest thing to do it, I did do two, two semesters of Japanese class hmm. at... Basically, one of these things, but at a place in San Francisco that only teaches Japanese. It's mm. a job. Soko Gakuen. Uh, I think my girlfriend is even taking a swim class from one of these programs. Yeah. yeah, it's an easy way to enrich yourself, and it's nice too to go to classes and not have to. In my mind, I was just thinking like. Oh God! Is this the right credits? For- oh wait, no. This is no yeah. credits or nothing. It's the just, it's just to experience. This is it. you have to pay by the class, or it's completely free, and yes. it's like it's like a hundred dollars a class. And uh, yeah, the Homer's in Homer's brain all the time is every every sitcom theme or whatever, so it's easy for him to just pull from it. <laughs> I checked Growing Pains first. I did. I'll admit it. But it might have been Growing Pains. Uh, a, a much less seventies theme song. Growing Pains. <laughs> that's, that's you got Alan Thicke to thank for that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, then Homer Homer gets the job, and he is so proud of himself. I, I love this line. Look, everyone. Now that I'm a teacher, I've sewed patches on my elbows. Homer, that's supposed to be leather patches on a tweed blazer, not the other way around. You've ruined a perfectly good jacket. Uh, incorrect, Marge. Two perfectly good jackets. <laughs> and I love the He's structure right. of that joke because I get it. And I don't get it at all. I don't understand the reference. I've never seen a human being with 
that look. The, the old professorial look was uh, having leather patches on your elbows. Why? Like, well, because you rest on your elbows a lot, and mm. you're putting less pressure on your elbows than just right through the tweed. But everybody with a desk job is doing that. Well, it's also an implication of that you don't have the money to own more suits. So it's just like, well, these professors, they don't make a ton of money. They got to make their suit last a long time. So they make their busiest joint where it would wear, their tweed suit would wear I st- out. I still think it's based on an ancient stereotype that <laughs> it, no, nobody under 20 would get now. I mean, I'm sure it happens in the paper chase mm-hmm. but not afterwards <laughs> yeah no i've never that i got uh, thank you <laughs> i don't think i ever had a teacher with el- with leather elbow patches no. but yes in any in any sitcom back then they'd all have a leather elbow patches it would be a guy with balding hair and a ponytail just like well class what did hawthorne mean here? yeah <laughs> it's sort of like the signifier for a nerd would be the pocket protector and the thick glasses that's a signifier for a professor the leather mm-hmm. patches on the tweed jacket but what annoys me is that the next scene when Homer leaves, he's got a proper blazer on. He didn't wear the leather jacket with the tweed patches to his class. Well, and then he would get, but he does have the elbow patches yeah. on that new suit. So They're I the guess... proper patches. Marge made him change or something? I would guess if this episode is about the codependency of their relationship, Marge, yeah. <laughs> Marge simply just made him a new suit. She's like, I'll fix it. She's and a seamstress. You're right. Yeah, so she, she probably just made it correctly for him. But then Homer... Out of all places to get tweed, Homer cut it out of the back of his jacket, <laughs> not even the elbows off of another tweed jacket. He's like, no, for the tail. Like, it's... He did a bad job of cutting if you look at the tatters <laughs> it's in. And Lisa confusing Homer with a question. That was such like a season two joke there. Yeah, Just like, like, Stampy's an elephant. Dad, he's a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, did you notice Ned is wearing a weird outfit when Homer knocks on his door? Oh, I forgot him. about he, that. He yeah. never, It's. I guess it's like his loungewear outfit, but I've never seen him wear that. Since. Yeah, Homer is going uh, to tell everyone he's a teacher. He's so proud of himself. He tells Flanders. <laughs> he tells the crusty uh, Burger uh, order box. <laughs> it's a felony to tease the order box. <laughs> and then him brushing through the red light. And I like that it was Hoover who's like, I didn't know we could do that. Yeah, and she that does. Great. Like Hoover never gets to have jokes like that. It was it was nice for her. I, I and I think they probably just did it because they're like, well, Edna's going to be in his class, so we can't have Karabop will do it either, and Skinner yeah. wouldn't do it, so. Who's the third character from the school the who'd have teacher. a car? I guess it's I guess it's Hoover. So the one thing about Homer's class, it's called the title of the episode, Secrets to a Successful Marriage. Mm. There aren't enough married people in Springfield. So most of the people in the class are single oh. or unmarried. And they, they kind of invent a wife for Carl who has one line, but we don't know That's her true. name. Yeah, mm. I forgot that. That definitely she does not exist. So they, she doesn't say I'm married to you or anything. It's just implied that they are. Let's assume but, Carl is his last name, so it's Mrs. Carl. Uh, uh, his his last name, name is Carl Carlson. Carlson. <laughs> yes. But the, uh, but yeah, you're right. It's it's more divorced people. Mm-hmm. It's it's really about the class. Instead of being for married couples, the class is for people who are not who have. Failed at marriage or haven't got a marriage yet. They need to go to Patty and Salma's class then. Yeah, right. well, I mean, only the women, it's about how to catch a man. Well, or I Skinner guess, could uh, be a homosexual. And Smithers, too. Like, <laughs> and how. Uh, but so, yes, this is, uh, Homer is not a very good teacher. Uh, hmm. Um, <laughs> how about if we tell you our problems with relationships? Yeah. Yeah. That'll lead up some time. <laughs> um, how about you, Otto? Well, my standards are just too high, you know? I feel like nobody's good enough for me. Whoa. I think you got them all, but forget about the eggs. My problem is I'm a real <laughs> user of women. I move in right away and stay until the money's gone. Well, I'm a smart woman, but I make bad choices. I was so 
<laughs> okay, here's a set of house keys and my ATM card. <laughs> oh, man. That, those tool jokes imply that, like, Lionel Hudson's more than just an alcoholic and a bad lawyer. He is a terrible person who takes advantage of lonely women. He's like, a sexaholic who needs sexahol to live. <laughs> just I, I don't a, like implying that he has any sexual interest at all. Lionel Hutz is a is a law machine. I, well, I mean, he didn't. Like, he's just like, he uses women until the money's gone. In no point did he mention having sex with them. Yeah. He's, he, I mean, he's hitting on her. He's definitely said something like, hey, we should have sex to Edna. But I think he would just see that as a tool to extract money. And what, how he's many, a con artist. How many people in the classroom were also in the Streetcar Named Desire play? Yeah, <laughs> I love when Lionel Hutz is, he's rarely plucked to play just a resident of Springfield. It's yeah. usually the lawyer character. That's true. He, uh, well, I think it really shows how good, how filled Springfield yeah. is with characters that, like, it's it's 80% identifiable characters yep. in the class. And mm-hmm. also that they... I, I did not include all the sounds because it was 30 seconds of time they killed of Homer going, um... I was surprised I how long they, they stayed on that. I forgot <laughs> yes, how long. And actually, that was something that would sort of haunt me. So, um... I taught college writing at Kent State University for two Ooh, years. College and boy. I am. I have too much college. I'm paying <laughs> for it every day. This episode, I always think of it before I started teaching, like, how am I going to kill time today? Because <laughs> it is a lot of time. And when you're teaching a class with a bunch of college freshmen, no one wants to say anything. No one wants to put themselves out there. No one really knows how college works. So it's like, I'm the star of the show for an hour and 15 minutes. I got to fill out this entire hour and 15 minutes. Oh, shit. So you're telling me the guy who can do... Five seasons worth of 90-minute Simpson shows is having a tough time filling air in a classroom. Well, I don't buy it, Bob. Teaching people about uh, <laughs> argumentative writing is not as interesting about as talking about The Simpsons. And no, None of my former students reached out to me. I taught like 300 students. I figured well, at least one person would track me down. I was like, that's the idiot that taught me. <laughs> <laughs> what if one of them like writes for Breitbart? And like, oh, hey, boy. One, everything. one of my teachers in college, one of his final questions on a quiz is, what is my name? <laughs> and, and I was like, I have no fucking clue. I'm not here because I want to be at all. Like, and I, I put down... Dan the instructor and he, gave, he gave me extra points I don't know why that he, he said that made me laugh I, uh, that's not my name but Dan the instructor comedy save you again and, and, uh, <laughs> The Simpsons will be right back Hi diddly ho, listenerinos, it's Henry Gilbert here, thanking you for listening to 100 episodes of Talking Simpsons. I'm assuming you listened to all of them, you have, right? Well, if you like this so much and you want to hear episodes a week early and want to hear tons of bonus things, including interviews with people who worked on classic Simpsons video games, the first episodes of Talking Critic, and much, much more, there's such an easy way to do that. Just go to patreon.com slash talking simpsons. That's right. Bob and Henry have launched a Patreon to put all their exclusive Simpson-y goodness in one place and as a way to help them do it full time. Just $5 a month will get you access to so many things and $10 will give you even more cool access to upcoming exclusive stuff. Help us hit our next goal and we might just do a whole new publicly available podcast about Every animated show, one episode at a time. You heard that right. You can find out more details at patreon.com slash talking Simpsons. And again, thanks all of you so very much for listening. Here's to a hundred more. No, 600 more. Yeah.
Hey, this is Hank Azaria. You're listening to Talking Simpsons on Laser Time. I didn't know that was a thing. You like Laser Time shows? Then you might like Bonus Time, Laser Time's weekly bonus show exclusively on patreon.com slash laser time. Here's a taste of what you've been missing. I went to uh, Las Vegas for the weekend for a bachelor party. That's why you couldn't Vegas, watch Spider-Man. Baby. I think yeah. we had the better weekend. We were staying a place where, like, oh, yeah, there's just always beer. So it was a fun trip. Like, the place we stayed at was fucking amazing. Like, rented an Airbnb of this dude who it was what? a five-bedroom, five-bathroom Holy God. house. Wow. With outside, there was a uh, giant pool with a water slide and a fucking grotto in water the back. Water slide? Wow. I love water uh, slides. But the, the problem is... We were probably, like, a mile from the Strip. If we wanted to get food, like, we had to order it. And, the, like, the thing I love about Vegas is yeah. you, you eat shittily, too. <laughs> like, we ordered shit from, like, Safeway. Oh, that's awful. And more than half of the stuff we ordered, they were like, ah, oh, we didn't have it, so we just... Here's your order. There's crackers and there, cheese. There's no bacon in this order. There's no, like... So just have eggs. <laughs> no, we were sad. eating extremely shittily, like... Homer making a meal for himself, mm-hmm. kind With of like some moon waffles are being passed around. No cloves, <laughs> cloves and fucking and, jo- and Tom Collins, Collins mix. mix. Yeah, <laughs> let's go get your mother. Uh, uh, so like, I looked into it because apparently that's what cruise ship dining yeah. is too. It's just one like prolonged it, yeah, buffet. Yeah, that fucking uh, oh, yeah. failed music festival, fire music <laughs> festival. That's what we were eating. Oh, oh shit! But I chat in five different bathrooms, which is nice. nice. I made that my mission. Oh, I'm like, look, I'm gonna find every bathroom here and Atta shit boy. in it. <laughs> Get bonus time, Laser Time's weekly, full-length, uncensored, and ad-free Patreon-exclusive podcast, as well as full-length movie commentaries, wrestling and cartoon video commentaries, the first season of Talking Simpson, and more at patreon.com slash laser time, starting at just five bucks. You'll help us live, and we'll do our best to help you never be bored again. Well, then their their complaints continue to quite a revelation from Smithers' life that he uh-huh. he had been, he had been married while with Burns and uh, while he worked for Burns and would leave. So look, but is it a, is it a memory? Look, it, I yeah. this is a different. If this was a grandpa memory, if this was a Burns memory, that's one it's thing. Not trustworthy. Smithers is a sober man who remembers lots of facts in but, black and white with beautiful framing. Oh, Carlos Baeza, come on, uh, give yes, it up. I'm just gonna say he's such as. Uh, Tennessee Williams fanboy mm-hmm. that it's what it's how it changed in his brain and this is like the gayest Smithers has gotten to this point of just pulling out two different Tennessee Williams plays I was married once but uh, I just didn't know how to keep it together <gasps> come on Waylon make love to me the way you used to no it's that horrible Mr. Burns isn't it you leave Mr. Burns out of us Smithers! Smithers! Great, uh, sorry, Harry Shearer acting. Yeah, Yeah, both of them. He he exists in both Cat on a Hot Tin Roof (laughs) and uh, A Streetcar Named Desire. And I thought, even now, it's a bit self-indulgent to return to the streetcar well. We just had the Homer uh, a season ago going, March! The the only defense I have for that is that every person who worked, every producer who worked on Streetcar Named Marge is gone at this point. That's true. You know, you're right, Henry. I'll give him that. But... They should still be like, do we really need to do another? Do we need to do a Stella joke? Has everybody like it's it's smart enough to do cat on a hot tin roof like that doesn't get parodied. But we could as much. make the joke gayer. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Cat on a Hot Tin Roof is the gay one. Like, mm-hmm. um, Streetcar Named Desire is not gay. It is very hetero and uh, well, horrible. Well, it is, and I don't mean to insult the audience, it is gay to like it. Yes. Oh, yes. It is very gay <laughs> to like kidding. it. But Jesus. No. What if you like Night of the Iguana? Oh, I'm sorry, you? Bob. Sorry, oh, also no. gay. Uh, Watch that if, twice. <laughs> but what about the Glass Menagerie? That's fine. G- gayest ever. Uh, well, yeah, I mean. It's, it's like having sex with a man a thousand times. Well, in Glass Menagerie, Tom is clearly gay, and that's what he's drinking his problems away of. But oh, yeah. in Cat in a Hot Tin Roof, which, by the way, Tennessee Williams was a queer writer, mm-hmm. most of his plays are about Southern people dealing with secrets and pain, and that that is who Tennessee Williams was, too. And. Cat in a Hot Tin Roof especially, it was changed, it was lightened up some for the film, if you've ever seen the film, which Elizabeth Taylor has never looked more beautiful than is the sex pot Maggie the Cat in uh, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. And then Paul Newman plays her husband Brick, who <laughs> is walking around with a broken leg, and he can't, mm. he can't close the deal with her, and it's a very poisoned marriage. Well, meanwhile... Big Daddy mm. and Big Mama come mm. to town to celebrate his birthday, but Big Daddy, played by Burl Ives, and like if, Silver. If you only know Burl Ives from Silver Bells, <laughs> watching that film is like, whoa, okay. But he's Big Daddy, and he secretly is suffering from cancer. But the issue for Waylon, both Waylon and Brick, is that <laughs> Brick. they married their uh, high school sweetheart, but they were actually, in Brick's case, he was in love with his football buddy, who's just like, yeah, it's oh. my best football buddy. We love each other. You never forget your first football buddy. <laughs> but that they, but they won't. They both are in love with each other, but they won't have sex with each other because of their fears of of reality. Or they clearly haven't had. You gotta sex. fuck your teammates. I and cannot. I cannot express that. So enough. Liz Taylor played Maggie the Cat and Maggie Simpson. She ah, did. Two she famous did. Maggies. So then Brick's football buddy, to prove what a man he is, he's gonna have sex with 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 Maggie. But he can't seal the okay. deal, mm. and when he You'll fails, ne- I don't want to say how I read that. Just mm. looking down for a second, sex with Maggie. <laughs> so when when he can't seal the deal with Elizabeth Taylor, he then kills himself because he's like, I'm not a man, and so that's hanging over the entire play. So that's why Paul Newman's character wouldn't have sex with with Elizabeth Taylor in there, and that's the meanwhile the flame that Smithers is carrying is the one for Burns, and hmm. so. Uh, really, the whole movie is awesome. I'd say. Well, the 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 play is even better because they for Hayes Code bullshit. They had to like talk around it when clearly he's it's he's obvious he's in love with it. Like Paul Newman, credit to Paul Newman, he fought against them sanitizing it and making it less gay, and he was not against playing a gay guy or playing a closet character. Which you know, you're a big time movie star like mm-hmm. Paul in that Newman. era, of course. You yeah. would have said like, I'd never want to play gay. Like there's there's a quote from. Warren Beatty about in Bonnie and Clyde he didn't want he was a movie star he did Bonnie and Clyde to be dangerous and originally in the script for it in Bonnie and Clyde there is a three way of two guys and a girl with him in it and he told them he would not do that. He was like, look, I want to, I'm ready to get edgy in this, but I'm not going to have sex with a man. I've got to play Dick Tracy in 20 years. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's Newman, the explanation. Of that. Paul Newman, disgustingly good dude, because I didn't get to say it last time. And I love talking about how Hanna-Barbera is being treated in comics. Snagglepuss is now cast in the Hanna-Barbera comic as Tennessee Williams. Mm-hmm. A wow. gay Southern playwright. It is 
fucking surreal. I it, love that that IP died so hard <laughs> that they could do whatever they want with it. And it's a period piece too. Like it's set in the fifties during like Huac and everything. Mm, I like this. I have to it's read really this. interesting. We get a scene with Hans Molman, uh, and in this scene, he's actually yellow. I notice in season five, he goes back and forth for being brown and yellow. Yeah, in the very next episode, he will be brown when he's lit on fire. Yeah, that's but, true. <laughs> but he's he's the yellow here as the orange eating class and Homer's I've based some of my improvisation on Homer's like it's um like this uh, orange <laughs> this orange this thing right in front of me I, I that, that Homer is so lost he made no lesson plan and everybody is just fed up with it when the secrets come out Mo getting to know the secret it does add an extra dimension of Mo hitting on Marge later in the mm-hmm. episode that it's like he celebrates the, the her secrets and then will hit on her in like 10 minutes they re- oh is that happened before the Mo Marge. No, it, it only happens in this episode. Are you I'm pretty sure because Mo forgets her name Midge. later. Like, hey, Midge. Yeah, he or calls whatever. her Midge in uh, yeah. the hockey episode. But yes, I think this was a a thread they wanted to start. Maybe it got shut down by David Merkin, or maybe mm-hmm. they thought, oh, it's only funny for this episode. But we would see it in King of the Hill with mm-hmm. uh, Bill Dotree. So I have to, I have a feeling. Holy it shit! Is, yeah, I have a feeling <laughs> it is um, Greg Daniels who's wow. putting this all together. That is totally Bill. Like the, the yeah. best friend who's in love with the main character. Hey, <laughs> I, I love when. They all just, on King of the Hill, they all just accept, like, yes, we know, Bill, you're all, all Bill. You, you just gotta calm it down, Bill. Stop yes, doing uh, terrible King of the Hill impressions, stop me now. I mean, there's... living with Peggy? <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of low moments for Bill Dotree, but one of my favorite ones was when Peggy fell out of the plane and got the body cast, when it was taken off, Bill oh. took the cast... <laughs> And put a picture of Peggy's face on it and just sort of hung out with it. Like, oh. it's a very serial killer style yeah. uh, maneuver. Yeah. It's a much darker joke on a show with yeah. almost no darkness. Uh, please fund our Patreon at patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons. We Woo! will cover King of the Hill. I want to so bad. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so, yes, Homer finds a way to keep their attention. Mark and I always talk things over in bed. Like the other night, we were fighting about money. Ooh, a fight. Trouble in paradise, huh? (laughs) I was telling Marge that we could save some money if she only dyed her hair once a month. Marge dyes her hair? Oh, yeah. She's been as gray as a mule since she was 17. Come on, tell us more. Tell us about it. I I like Apu there. Like, did you know that? (laughs) Well, well. It, It even entertained Skinner, who should have been, like, too... Too much of a lame-o to be like, well, this is not this is not polite in a classroom. I think the class was just that boring. It was Homer uh, doing orange improv for 40 yes. minutes. And uh, when I originally taped it, I missed the... Well, I hit pause on it, and I missed the end of the scene of the Krusty Burger return of him saying, like, I need closure. Oh, right. Uh, I <laughs> never heard that line until rewatching it on DVD because I just messed up the recording. He wanted lost. that anecdote to be uh, <laughs> solved for him. So I wonder if the cops ever, like, followed up and arrested Homer on that because they knew it was Homer. He like, committed two felonies that same day <laughs> or that same uh, week or whatever. And, uh, yeah, then when Homer... So then Marge gets humiliated at the Quickie Mart. and Whatever uh, just, do you mean, Apu? <laughs> whatever do you mean? And I thought it was cute that Mo calls Apu Poo. Not Poo. Yeah. Not Poo. So Homer, this is where it really gets hard for me to watch when, if you read it as more than a cartoon of just like, if these are two adults in a relationship, Homer's ignorance is, is too far. Just like, you can't have forgotten. Like, and she, mm-hmm. Marge makes it so clear of like, do not tell my secrets. And Homer's like, well, I didn't tell my secrets. 
secrets when he says when over says i'm not telling my personal secrets in class that shows that he knows he wouldn't do that mm-hmm. and like that's too far and that he would still go back it's like it's just too mean for me i i don't know for reference i told on a podcast that my girlfriend was jealous of a coworker who i was <laughs> oh, traveling no. with and i didn't know i think at all that would be a bad thing and then all you wonderful listeners told her on her twitter thank How you nice. so much yeah. well, tattletales well the difference between you and homer in this situation nah. is that like you offer up your life is like oh, yeah, laid bare like <laughs> there's there's really no difference between my private life and these podcasts yeah but i mean homer doesn't do that so yeah. that homer has that bounty for himself and not marge's secrets i think even more shows so like he's not a good guy homer's not he's not somebody you root for in he values the attention of the class more than marge's uh you know privacy Feelings yeah privacy. immediate gratification more than a stable relationship that comes from issues of trust and boundaries yeah so yeah. uh homer tries right. to defend himself and he ends up going through four movie references <laughs> very fast and i have all the clips so oh, let's hear the speech you. first you really wanted to hear what i had to say mm, i'm happy about that but i think you can be a good teacher and still respect our privacy look marge you don't know what it's like I'm the one out there every day putting his ass on the line. And I'm not out of order. You're out of order. The whole freaking system is out of order. You want the truth? You want the truth? You can handle the truth! Because when you reach over and put your hand into a pile of goo, that was your best friend's face. You'll know what to do. Forget it, Marge. It's Chinatown. Homer, don't ever tell them personal stuff about me again. Yes, ma'am. I deride your truth handling abilities. I, I, I think it was it, it was a, the only way Homer knew to be assertive was to quote manly movie lines. Yes. from our most famous screaming actors. Out of out of context, just uh, <laughs> men trying to prove their worth. Uh, so let's go through these in order. Uh, you're oh, out of please. order. Is from uh, is from and Justice for All, which I've never seen. Al Pacino, nineteen seventy nine, phenomenal. Norman he, Jewison. It is a scathing indictment of the entire court system, and it holds up incredibly well. I've Please, never seen this. of all the movies to watch that we're going to talk about here, this is the one. This and performance for all. is great. If he's allowed to go free, then something really wrong is going on. Mr. Kirkland, you are out of order. You're out of order. You're out of order. The whole trial is out of order. They're out of order. That man. We're good. Wow. What a good... No, that, again, I miss his hoo-ha. Again, it, <laughs> this was not typical... For Al Pacino to be screamy in his films. That mm-hmm. was not the thing he Moments floated like by this on. this is what made him the screamy guy. And that's so the well. end of the movie. It's very, very, very earned. He tries to do his best mm-hmm. uh, right by justice. And it, it turns out it's impossible. <laughs> so I'm just going to scream in court, mistrial the fuck out of this. It's a really, it's a great movie. <laughs> uh, so, and of course, the next clip is uh, You Can't Handle the Truth. I don't know if this movie is as well known now as it was then, but this is Jack Nicholson and Tom Cruise and A Few Good Men. Colonel Jessup, did you order the code red? You don't have to answer that question. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. The truth. <laughs> no truth. Wait till they get you. a load of the truth. <laughs> it's a, it's an, another great. Again, it's the end of the film, mm-hmm. and it's Jack Nicholson admitting to the thing the entire trial is about yeah. because Tom Cruise pushes him in just the right way. Mm-hmm. What's that? Aaron Sorkin dialogue with that, uh, Rob Reiner directing? Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner. You just got Rob Reiner. You just got. I'm Rob Reiner. You just got Reiner. <laughs> so the next clip is from Patton. Last parodied pretty extensively in Bart the General season mm-hmm. one. When you put your hand into a bunch of goo 
that a moment before was your best friend's face. You know what to do. So that was uh, <laughs> George. Uh, George Al Groin, C. Scott, and uh, one of the best uh, unintentionally best performances in Doctor Strangelove, where yeah. they 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 took. They they made him go wild on takes just for fun. Like, oh, we're going to keep those. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones that are going in the movie. He's like, what? <laughs> I believe his character was Buck Turgidson. Yes. Like, he's, he's so damn good in that. I, I love him. And, uh, yes, then Homer's last line. It's a very quiet line in Chinatown, though. Go home, Jake. line yeah so just that just means you're fucked <laughs> yeah it's it's set up early in the movie that when they worked in chinatown they're like well there's just no there's no fixing it like there and there was really no nothing the police could end up doing there and yeah it's just saying like you just can't do it and that that is uh boy chinatown what a punch in the gut that movie is it's just yeah, like it horrible ending horrible in a in a, a great, great way. movie making yeah. way but it's just like oh this is this is really tragic that you think you're seeing a film noir and then you find out like no there's absolutely no justice in the world like no. the, the bad people get away with it and the good people are shot in the head that's why it's a neo-noir mm-hmm. um, so how would i rank these justice for all watch that first mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. chinatown few good men Patton, absolute last, maybe never. <laughs> that is your that is your dad's favorite film. Yeah, it gave a lot of angry people boners. Well, because like Patton is a very interesting character who mm-hmm. says cool stuff, mm-hmm. but it is like a celebration of you war. You magnificent bastard! I read yeah. your book. <laughs> the only Polanski movies I watch are before the trouble started, so I can still watch Rosemary's Baby and Chinatown. Okay. Yes, yeah. No love for the Ninth Gate? Well, uh, I'll pass. <laughs> I think Ninth Gate uh, now is even more problematic uh, mm-hmm. based on the other guy starring in it. Uh, yeah, you know, Chinatown was the first movie he made after the murder of his wife. Mm. Uh, so Sharon Tate by the Manson Gang. Woof. Fun, fun stuff. All fun stories. Look it up, kids. So that line of quotes... All made no sense to me except for You Can't Handle the Truth because that got parodied on everything, it, so I it, knew that one. And I saw yeah, the commercials, which they would always yeah. have that line in the commercials. It did. I alluded to it in the, the previous episode, but as a little kid obsessed with movies, but my parents hated the idea of paying for HBO. All the sub-HBO movie channels, these were constantly run. I watched mm. these like mm. sometimes twice a week, <laughs> all so, of these films. But, but I never saw these for the longest time, and so once I saw them, mm. I was like, it was this clicking moment, kind of like watching... When I watched Citizen Kane for the first time, I was mm-hmm. like, there's that Simpson scene, there's yeah. that Simpson scene. Mm-hmm. So it was hearing those lines being like, oh, okay, that's the, yeah. this is the movie. You'll get more out of Simpsons and Mystery Science Theater by watching more movies from this, yeah. the 1970s. <laughs> yeah. Just get more cultured mm-hmm. with watching all these classic films, and then you'll mm-hmm. get more jokes, too. It's, it's a win-win. Homer promises her that it's going to happen, and at first he tries. He does try. I'll give Homer that. Him reading the definition of weeding instead of wedding is uh-huh. such, a, such a great joke. And then he invites the class to his house, oh, which actually man. happened a few... I mean, this this is more of a grad school thing in my experience, but it's just like, oh, you're kind of students, but we're also peers in a way, so come to my house, we'll drink wine, and we'll have class there. And I think the implication was, maybe I'll fuck one of you. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, that happens in Animal House as well, of just like, no, yeah. I'm the fun teacher, just party here. And then eventually, at one point, he'll just corner one woman there, just like, hey, you want to fuck? The class comes to dinner, here's, here's the first side of that, how bad this is. And how's my little major leaguer? Catch any June bugs today? Well, me and Millhouse took some mail from a mail truck and threw it down the sewer. Son, I know you meant well, but that wasn't the right thing to do. 
What the hell are you talking about? You're the one who double dared us. Why, you little... Homer! I'm out of here. Me too. <laughs> well, violently strangled in front of the class. They don't seem to react that poorly to it. They're like, eh. And it's, it's interesting how uh, Bart's prank is so base and not ingenious in any way, but it's because Homer, it was Homer's idea. Yes. Bart's prank yeah. would be much more involved and have greater consequences for people, not just throwing mail in the sewer. <laughs> uh, I like that Homer says... I know you thought that was the right thing to do. Like, that's the wrong reaction to that. I'm just... And I, I think we rarely hear Bart post-strangle struggling to talk. Like, I'm out of here. Yeah. Yeah, and meanwhile, Lisa knows how screwed up this is already. She's like, I'm not... You are hurting the family that Homer doesn't understand. He likes being popular more with his class than, than the feelings of his family, or he's just completely blind to them, mm. you know? And then, then it gets <laughs> to be too far for Marge, and uh, boy, I feel... I feel really bad for her in this part. I want this to end now. Hey, Homer, why don't you just nibble her elbow? That always melts her butter, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. <gasps> All right, okay. Everybody out. Ooh, she's gonna have it. Get out, get out, get out, get out, get out. All right, we're breaking early tonight, class. For tomorrow, you should read pages 7 through 18 in Lisa's diary. You two! Huh? Get out! But I'm not in the class. Is any of this going to be in the test? Because I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> what was that lab fee for? <laughs> it, it's, yeah, that's good, too. It's weird that they end a break with Otto. Just like they could end it on the drama, but instead like, well, let's have Otto say a joke. Was, was Homer kicked out of the house anytime after Homer's night out and before this? Boy, I don't think so. Uh, well, no. In Homer chooses yeah. to not come home after the Googleplex thing, which is how he ends up with Marlene. Right. But he wasn't kicked out. No, he was not kicked when, out. When does he house. say at Barney's house? I mean, it might be in a flashback episode. Yeah, he's living with Barney in uh, in the, when Marge gets pregnant, and mm. he calls Barney when he's living next when he's in the jail God. next door to Barney. But he's that, not staying with Barney. Thank you for unblurring my memory, <laughs> Jesus Christ, Hank. And Barney stays with him one night while like Marge leaves him for a solo vacation in Homer alone. In Homer yeah. alone, Wrench but yeah, Max. this is the first time she's thrown him out, and this is the movie tries to make it a more convincing case that it'll mm. actually break up. But this is the closest I ever came to believing yeah. it. I do like when they come back to the third act, like let me in. There are crickets out here. Crickets <laughs> out here. But also, yeah, that finding out that Homer has been giving them Lisa's diary too. It's like, what does that even have to do with marriage? Like, that's just another horrible I mean, invasion. Hey, the class need... is like basically Homer's private reality show. When you need material, trust me on this, I have 11 podcasts. Mm. Uh, <laughs> you mine your life in the lives of others around you. Write everything down about Chris. Mm, well, please. and when... Now, as an adult, hearing Mo say that melts Marge's butter, like, that disgusts That's, me yeah. so much more. It would, it like, would humiliate me if... And you know my, your girlfriends are all doing this, talking to their friends about what you like sexually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he really likes a giant dildo in his ass. Oh. It's insane. <laughs> I'd I be mean, so embarrassed if someone called it out. And Yes, it is. It is. Uh, it is something you just kind of have to get over after a breakup of just like well, this person knows all my sexual secrets <laughs> and can tell everyone oh well the secret oh, is he wait. likes his penis put in a warm moist place <laughs> I got rid of my I got rid of my unicorn costume after the <laughs> last one so uh. Uh, and yeah then Homer's scared of the crickets and okay this uh, this one really this line really hurt me because I from my dad I heard this exact thing a million times or similar stuff of like 
Things were said, mistakes were made. Let's end this madness and get on with our lives. That is classic abusive behavior of like a bad mm. of of a parent or a father in that kind of situation of just like I did the bad thing, but let's just say we both did something bad. We're both at fault, and let's just forget it. And it's just a way of burying abusive behavior. Just moving this, on. From it. This feels a lot like uh, the Homer we saw in a streetcar named Marge, like just the intentionally yeah. cruel and selfish <laughs> and passive aggressive Homer yeah. who is not willing to admit any fault and only wants to hurt Marge. I know. It actually reminds me. I she saw, shouldn't have had secrets. <laughs> <laughs> I saw another funny version of this in the Oh Hello on Broadway show, which let me tell you is so, so goddamn funny. funny. John Mulaney and Nick Kroll doing Oh Hello on Broadway. And in it, John Mulaney's character... George St. Geeglin is torturing his best friend. Gil, come on, you get the fuck out of here. Like you're garbage. And then and then Gil like gets very hurt and is about to leave and and then John Mulaney's character is like, Alright, look, come on, it's it's okay. Like we both made mistakes, like <laughs> let's just let's just move on. It's just like it's it's the same deal with Homer and it's it's hard to like Homer when he does stuff like that. That is one of the funniest things of the year, by the way. So Yes. Oh hello on Don't Broadway trust Henry's reading. It's, it's... Hey. <laughs> no, it's really it's funny. That... I just watched it again yesterday. Yeah, I, I, I really want to watch that again. It was and the most wall to wall laughter. I saw it live. Ooh, who was your guest? Uh, my guest was Aziz Ansari and his father. Funny. They made fun of him. Leave me alone, a lot. man. They made they they made fun of Aziz for saying like your dad's more famous than you now. Mm-hmm. Like he's and he's a better actor. Homer then saying like yeah, I guess drop me a line. Like he thinks he's too cool for her. Then the smash cut to him in the treehouse is so great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, do his clothes get more tattered over the yes. last act, or does he always have the rope belt? And uh, no, no, they, they discolor tattered each time. Yeah, because yeah. it's it's like an eighties fucking atari shirt like at the very end it's <laughs> yes, barely yeah. a shirt i think he has like five character models in this episode yeah. just based on how many how, how disheveled he gets yeah and it's great how furry he gets to like his uh, and this is again we know one day <laughs> and, <laughs> so, revealed later yes and i like the you have the ridiculousness of homer staring at them from the treehouse <laughs> while also marge is having a fairly real conversation with the kids about we might get a divorce mm-hmm. but both your parents love you of just like that it's playing on those two levels at the same time is pretty funny and uh yeah the third act is is really great even more so when you know it's on the same day yeah and, uh and yeah so here's the scene that i swear like mentally replace bobby and joseph from king of the hill in the place of bart and millhouse into the safety dome millbot affirmative humanoid <laughs> don't mind me boys just grubbing my undies Sorry, Bart. Your dad kind of blew the fantasy. I only like it when I pretend scared. Keep up the roughhousing, son. Without a strong male presence in the house, you could turn sissy overnight. Oh, these stubborn grass stains. <laughs> so let's build Dotree then? Yeah. That is the kind of desperation Bill Dutry would yeah, have. Yeah, like, I mean, Bill is uh, fat and bald and wears a tank top mm-hmm. that's white, so yes. you can make all the connections there. If that's not my favorite line of the show, it is my favorite still of the show. I realize I posted it on Instagram twice over the period of five years. <laughs> Homer's head tilted back as he hoists his undies up to his chest. As Bart's <laughs> derpy-ass space helmet, no-mouth look. It is my favorite shot in the entire show, if not this whole <laughs> season. Go back to that. That's, uh, that's some pretty mm-hmm. nice space toys Bart and Milhouse have. But, uh, but uh, Reverend Lovejoy shows up next uh, yes. to give Marge advice. More uh, bad Lovejoy advice. This is the most they've sold out Lovejoy's character as uh, as a Bible lover. <laughs> Oh, good. Reverend Lovejoy will make Marge take me back. He has to push the sanctity of marriage, or his God will punish him. <laughs> Dead a divorce. Mm-hmm. But isn't that a sin? 
Mark, mm, just about everything is a sin. You ever sat down and read this thing? Technically, we're not allowed to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I, I, I love how glib he is about religion. Yes. Well, you ever read this thing? I know. In, in later appearances, I think uh, when o- Oakley and Weinstein take over, they, they do want Lovejoy to have been a believer and that he would never yeah. sell out the Bible as useless or that it's just you can't live a, 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 a Bible-filled life. They wouldn't they, go that far. They built a good story about how he used to care and mm-hmm. he was worn down by just Springfield in general. And I just love Homer's like, or else his God will punish him. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not Homer's God. He's, he's talking about uh, his God. And, you know, a callback to the male scene that is Homer's sleeping bag is a mailbag. You're like, right. He, so clearly he has stolen mail again. Like, he is fighting some mailman and stealing their mail. I feel like there was a, a deleted scene that didn't even make it to color <laughs> animation where that explains how he got that mailbag. It just seems, <laughs> I mean, we have the backstory of the, uh, him daring Bart to dump the mail in the sewer, but maybe there was another mail prank he was doing to cheer himself up. Who knows? Uh, worrying that Bart's going to become a sissy, that is definitely followed up on in Homer's phobia, for sure. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah. And I, I didn't read too much maliciousness into it because it's meant it's meant to punctuate the other joke because his oh, yeah, yeah. look. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, Homer is not a guy you need to uh, oh. base your lifestyle after, or no. belief system after. But the next scene is. It totally reminds me of the scene from Life on the Fast Lane where Hamar just thinking about leaving Homer mm-hmm. and she's driving down the street and everything she sees is uh, telling her something to do. Yes, my my favorite sign is painful memories party supplies which makes no sense <laughs> the other ones work it's kind of like okay maybe that's a joke someone would name their place yeah. but no party supply place would be called painful memories that's that, why that, it's the great third joke it's a great meta sign joke the joke yes. was we didn't write a joke yeah it's just like homer uh is trying to help her have happy memories i love you will you marry me mark you mean i'm gonna be a daddy I hope we'll always be together. 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 Together? Ah! No! Oh! 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 <laughs> and Homer was in the backseat with a like a mail tube or something. Yeah, it was it was a bit manipulative of Homer, but he is this that desperate. And so he's trying to trick her. And it's another of those like FUTV conventions of, oh, you thought those voices were in her head? He's right behind her. And when she throws him out of the car, he lands right on his face first, just like wham. It's a painful fall. Good and fall by Baez and his team. I think, uh, I wish I could think of an example off the top of my head, but I've seen this joke repeated since this episode several times where. They take the convention of someone remembering something, lines of something, mm. and thinking about it. But it's, the person's actually there. They're on the phone. They're in the room. <laughs> they're behind the couch. I've, I've seen this happen a lot. So maybe mm. it's lateral thinking. Maybe people like this joke. Who knows? It's it's a good joke. Many people have made fun of TV conventions. Simpsons would not yeah, be the only it's ones. True, it's true. But uh, oh yeah, yeah the true. then uh, Lisa gets to meet their new mother. <laughs> Here, Dad, I brought you some nice. <laughs> good news, Lisa. I don't need your mother anymore. I've created a replacement that's superior to her in almost every way. Dad, that's just a plant. Lisa, you will respect your new mother. (laughs) Now give her a kiss. Kiss her! (laughs) Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god! All right, let's get our story straight. She tripped, right? (laughs) Look, I brought you some nice pudding. (laughs) <laughs> so I don't know that joke will carry over into the next season. A wife slash plant being murdered. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're right. You're right. Oh, wow. 
Okay, so that, that's a big bowl of pudding. That's like an entire uh, pudding mix of pudding for pudding, Homer to eat. Two that's, packages of pudding. Uh, yeah. Yes, that is how much you'd get in a mixing bowl for making one thing of pudding. But Homer, I bet, routinely eats that much pudding. Just a stray observation as I put my phone down forever. I'm <laughs> done trying to find that shot. One, I can't believe that my only outlet for a long time of extrapolating in every episode of The Simpsons was Instagram. Jesus Christ, it's like all it was. <laughs> Four years ago. Uh, the other movie that had a big patent parody in it is Sesame Street. Oscar walks out and gives that oh, same speech. Yeah, that's right, yeah. that speech but, uh, I really but, want uh, one of our fans or somebody that's listening out mm-hmm. there to do fan art of... Uh, the Shrub March from this episode <laughs> and the fake Homer March creates in the B-Sharp episode. They could oh, be married as inanimate versions of Marge uh, and Homer. Free idea for fan art right yeah. there, folks. That's a t-shirt anymore. and I want the profits. It's <laughs> the sweetest plum. <laughs> that it is It is so disturbing that Homer makes, again, a very Bill Dotrieve moment of making a fake uh, Marge <laughs> to live with him and then plotting to cover up her murder of just like that he thinks he killed her like she tripped right he's fallen into like full-blown psychosis now yes Mm. which shows you how desperate and sad his situation is and that i like that homer's laziness of wanting lisa to think of it for like can't you think of it i'll give you 40 dollars. okay 30 (laughs) and then lisa is eight years old she can't solve her parents marital problems it's a a rough time to be the only like intelligent person in the room (laughs) jesus christ yeah and then homer i like that homer refers to marge as flesh mother flesh mother but uh mother used to give me this mo decides to move in on homer's turf yes (laughs) clean house no silverfish (laughs) Could have been very happy here. Homer. Mo. What are you doing here? I, am. Um, well, I, I never touched her, Homer. Homer, I swear I never touched her. Here's your water, Mo. I don't ask you for no water. She's lying, Homer. She's lying. She told me you were dead. That's the only reason I... I didn't do nothing. <laughs> Bye, Mo. <laughs> when, when Homer walks in, just like "Hi, Mo," the camera is pointed up at him in a very sinister way, yes. and the music on un- the un- music underlines what Mo is I, thinking. I love it. It's it's so Homer is unintentionally threatening. Like Mo thinks Homer's about to beat him to death. Yeah, and Homer's like, "Hey, Mo, why are you here?" He doesn't care. Like Homer would never think Mo would have intentions for Marge. It would never even occur to him. It's so he just established like, in the opening as he discover not only discovery slow, but it's yeah, it's okay to yell at Homer. Yes. Yeah. It's not a problem. And I think Mo is wearing a seventies prom tux or something <laughs> yeah. like that with a boutonniere and everything. I yeah. love the little touch of him cleaning the back of his shoe or his, yeah. his shoe on the back of his leg. Like was Mo just being manipulative or doing like a pickup artist type stuff of him saying like. Mm, I'm really falling here, just waiting for her to offer him to come inside after being turned down. Or... I'm pretty sure it was manipulative. Yeah. I think he was part of the game, although Mo has low self-esteem and he hates is... himself. <laughs> it gets to be more sad than... Yeah, yeah. it could just be he really is like, I am about to cry, yeah. and she's like, fine, I'll give you water. Just eat. Maybe it wasn't pick-up artistry there. But I, just, I, I mean, me reading the joke is he's in Homer's class and this is the only other woman he knows. And like, <laughs> so. This is what the teacher told me to do. Yeah. It, well, man. <laughs> it worked for him. I, Princess Cashmere is seen in the class. Maybe yeah. he struck out with her first. That's true. Yeah. She doesn't say anything. Princess Cashmere doesn't talk anymore. But if they need, I feel like she'd leave the incidental character packet soon enough because she is kind of ridiculous looking at this point. She really is. And Homer's only, oh yeah, no. I want to say Mo. Mo is all over the place for so many uses. Like they could have changed out Mo for a character in like th- one of his scenes. 
First, he's a guy who's mad at Homer that he's getting beaten in poker. Then he's one of Homer's students. He was teaching a class before that. Oh, yeah. Then he's teaching a class. Then he's one of Homer's students. Then he's trying to hit on Marge. It's like some other characters could have... Lenny could have been one of these people. Carl could have been one of these people. Not Lenny. Not Lenny. (laughs) Uh, And Homer's only idea is to give Marge flowers. That's all he could think of. Just posies. Mm -hmm. And it felt like a very fable-like moment, like out of a fable where Homer's like, my tattered rags are caught in your coffee table. (laughs) Like that would have been in an Aesop's fable or in, you know, a Grimm's fairy tale of the the pauper leaving the princess's house. Very symbolic. Alright, so then comes the ending which they they definitely make clear this is a bad thing Marge says it's a bad thing but they kind of just settle for well, it what i think it is it's like uh it's kind of an eat your cake and have it too uh moment in that mm-hmm. um we we are invested in these characters but this is very much an anti-sitcom so this cannot be resolved in a way that's satisfying to the viewer <laughs> it has to be an uncomfortable ugly ending but that still restores the status quo wait that's it i know now what i can offer you that no one else can complete and utter dependence Homer, that's not a good thing. Are you kidding? It's a wondrous, marvelous thing. Marge, I need you more than anyone else on this entire planet could possibly ever need you. I need you to take care of me, to put up with me. And most of all, I need you to love me, because I love you. But how do I know I can trust you? Marge, look at me. We've been separated for a day, and I'm as dirty as a Frenchman. In another few hours, I'll be dead. I can't afford to lose your trust again. I must admit, you really do make a gal feel needed. Wait till my class hears about this. Kidding! <laughs> I had to Kidding. cut. I cut out about ten seconds of March thinking about it. Yeah, but it's yeah. So that speech, on the good side of it, I see it as Homer saying. I need you so bad and I won't do these things again because this has taught me just how much I need you and his I need you to love me is a is it's it's a strong emotional moment it's sweet but also I need you to put up with me yeah. is the undercutting of that but also Homer is offering Marge nothing outside of to stop the bad behavior that he mm. recently started he's not like I'll start doing this more I'll start behaving in this way more he's just like mm. I need you too much I'm going to die if you don't take me in <laughs> there's the I'm impl- a straight dog of a human yes I mean there's the implication that he will improve if mm. she takes him back because he's like because I, Homer will die without her so he'll do what she says and that would work as an ending if there weren't 800 more episodes of the <laughs> show after this one that show you Homer didn't change anything. <laughs> hey, there's only 600 more episodes, Henry. Come yes, on. But but, at this point, it wasn't syndicated yet, so we would, mm. wouldn't see another episode until September. Yeah, it was. It was a strong thing to go out on, but I just feel like it, his codependence as a relationship and that Marge, like Homer's thing, not just is about dependence, but also pity. It's like, mm-hmm. please pity me enough to keep me around, Marge. And Maybe Marge is just, you know, like, I can't get that to That 10% Marge. works on ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I mean, imagine another reason my girl is with me. Oh, other than that, I die without her. The other the other <laughs> alternative is Mo, Chris. So, uh, <laughs> I, mean, Marge, I wish I had a dingy bot. <laughs> Marge doesn't have the pick of the litter in, in Springfield, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I feel this would work if Homer didn't act exactly the same. Yeah. And, and the other bit I don't like about it's a very funny joke, but the other part I don't like about this is that Marge not only forgives him, but is, like, ready to do weird stuff in bed, like, <laughs> do the things in bed that he likes, mm-hmm. uh, just as, a, as payback. It was like, you didn't earn this, Homer. And I have a special present for you, but I'll give it to you later tonight. Special present? I don't want to wait. I want it now. I want the children to see. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, 
Right. Later. <laughs> so, Marge, are you really happy? Really? Hey, Mo. Ah! It's <laughs> the last joke of the season. Ah! Ah! Just, ah! That's the end of the season. Ah! I think it's just actually vanilla sex. Just like you're gonna get sex now that we made up makeup sex. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, it's married sex. So how exciting can it get? But the that Lisa, I did at least like Lisa was me in that scene. Just like, just don't screw it up. Yeah. Like, you you are very lucky. Don't screw it up. And then the Bart has fresh F's for him whenever he needs it. Like, <laughs> I think that's just how thirsty Marge is, though. Yeah. One day without that homie doing <laughs> it. Has, it has been clearly established that she enjoys sex with Homer. Like they, Slow thing <laughs> fast. <laughs> yes. oh, God. Uh, like, Imagine it, everybody. What if we did it with the jacket on? Uh, and you swimming naked? That's next time. Yes. Yeah, uh, then, so I think it, it is somewhat earned. Greg Daniels does a good job. It's something, too, he really did well in The Office, which hmm. is you know that Jim and Pam will really not actually break up, but he built up storylines to go like, Maybe they will, huh? Mm-hmm. And he's he's good at fooling you. You can see that kind of skill in here too. I think. Yeah, and and, and grounding grounding central characters with a whole lot of ridiculous characters in the periphery. Yes, yeah, that is an true. office hallmark. That is true as well. But this, uh, yeah, this was a good this was a good episode. I think they got again to be more heft to it thanks to the being a season finale. Mm-hmm. It is very down to earth compared to say flying in outer space. It's a, yeah. it's a very normal episode. But, <laughs> Another bias episode. Yeah, I, I I really wish the next episode, which was delayed by the Northridge earthquake, which we'll talk about in the next episode of Talking Simpsons. Whoa. I really wish Bart of Darkness, the swimming pool episode, was the finale of the season because it is yeah. tied into the summer. Yeah, and it was really weird to come into the fall huh. with an episode about summer vacation getting a swimming pool but as it stands this is a fine episode and i really love season five yeah i feel like it kept the energy up there's only a few weaker episodes like uh bart's inner child is a weaker one but Mm -hmm. the jokes still save it oh yeah yeah Yeah. if uh yeah looking back on season five broadcast season five we're now the end of production season Mm -hmm. five blah 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 (laughs) broadcast season five I liked it more than season four. Like you, I do you, too. You I'm, had the two great holdovers from production season four, Kate Fear and uh, Homer's Quartet. Uh, Homer's Barbershop Quartet. And then David Merkin and his team just go like straight at it. They mm-hmm. are so fast and so nimble and coming up with, and there's no episodes as weak as the front or, or there's not a goddamn clip show in this either. Yeah. So uh, that'll be next year. And it's well, so bad. And we're doing it. We're doing it. I think, yes. I think we're going to have a pretty good time for the next year because every season will at least revisiting them in order. will feel, I really don't like thinking of it like that, Chris, because people are, people say in, in nice ways, like, what are you going to do in two years? We're going to keep doing this because we like the yeah, Simpsons. It, yeah. I had, I, I swear I might not have had more fun than revisiting the first and second seasons with you guys. Mm-hmm. The seasons yeah. you don't, the DVDs you don't throw in very yeah. often. And I don't feel that way in season 12, season 13. Yeah, me I too. still feel that way. So don't, yeah, please, folks, don't think like, well, when they get to season 9, they're just And I'm talking like, season 11. That's what yeah. I'm referring to, the seasons I don't watch that much. Yeah, right? me too. Like 11. But that is still three years away, folks, yeah. anyway. So we're we're deep. We're going to be living in Simpsons land for a long time to come. I'm looking forward to every second of it. I've been your host, Bob Mackey. You can find me on Twitter as Bob Servo. My other podcast is Retronauts, a classic gaming podcast every Monday and occasionally a bonus episode on Friday you will find our episodes go to retronauts.com or look for retronauts in your podcast device if you've ever played a video game there will be at least one topic you will want to listen to and I guarantee you will want to listen to more than one not a guarantee I was on a recent episode about uh, canceled games that's right and uh, that won the world over you know what we recorded that episode in the beginning of March we talked about Star Fox 2 as an unreleased game wow the day the day that retronauts launched was the day Nintendo announced Star Fox 2 California Raisins oh 
what no, are you no. Say? The day Nintendo announced Star Fox 2 would be released with the SNES Classic. Wow. Man, what timing. Boy. Wow. And uh, no collusion there, folks. <laughs> uh, and, uh, <laughs> and the California Raisins still remain obsolete. No one cares. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G on Twitter, and I want to ask you listeners a question. Did you hear this without ads? Did you hear this a week early? If not, would you like to? Well, you can do that if you become a patron at patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons. Head over there and you can hey. support us for just $5 a month and get access to tons of stuff, including every episode a week early and exclusive interviews, a community podcast, the second episode of Talking Critic, and all future episodes of Talking Critic, and much, much and more. And that's not even the most exciting thing. You guys get the uh, season wrap-up. That's right. Gonna, oh, like, boy. The that's... season five wrap-up is coming, and it's going to be King sized homer size and we're doing two of them right yes at least two season yes. five wrap up exclusive for patrons and i believe uh patrons not unlike laser time uh, laser time patrons will just you guys did a simpsons movie commentary yes a full length simpsons movie commentary because mm-hmm. it'll be a while mm-hmm. till we talk about it maybe but yes we are at the end of season five so the season wrap up is a coming up and we're not just going to do our going through the news and stuff but as bob has teased many times we are going to go through every deleted scene contextualize them uh, analyze them see if they're funny and try to talk about would this have been a classic simpsons line or scene if it had stayed in the episode and i think a lot of them would have been and i'm going to confuse a lot of people in the future by quoting deleted scenes oh god and fucking with their minds like that never happened no skinner did say this i like that donut record scene i would have kept that one i love uh, skinner in the homeless shelter uh talking about his mom having a date one of my favorite scenes Eight o'clock. So yeah, patreon.com slash talking Simpsons, Chris. Uh, Laser Time, baby. It's the dumb little show that started this whole uh, dumb little studio, by the way, which has never been messier, and I apologize. Oh, it's fine, Chris. But we're, on, uh, we're in the middle of, Jesus, a full day of recording. We have a ton of other Laser Time episodes that you would be interested in. Controversial Songs is one of my favorite recent uh, editions of you. We talked about Spider-Man at this point, Wonder Woman, and female superheroes. Really fun episode so far. And my the episode I should have just ended the show on, all about pop culture farts, <laughs> which includes uh, The Simpsons, sadly. But anyway, check that out. Uh, we are supported by Patreon as well, patreon.com slash laser time. It, it launched 302010, the weekly look back 30, 20, and 10 years ago in pop culture history, video game apocalypse, and uh, a weekly exclusive bonus show tentatively called bonus time for 105 episodes in a row. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, an exclusive. I'm done, I'm done. Cool. Thank you so much for listening, folks. We'll be back next week with the first episode of Season 6, Bart of Darkness. We'll see you then. Wow. Infotainment. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. Oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen.